Hi everyone, welcome to the Understand the Bible podcast. The sermon that you're about to listen to was recorded live this morning at our church and it's on Galatians chapter 3 verses 1 to 14, continuing our sermon series in Galatians. And you might like to have the passage open in front of you, uh, even have a read of it first as it doesn't start with the passage being read. And this is just to remind you, by the way, that um, there is more content available on the YouTube channel and you can have a look at that uh, via the links in the description below. And I've finished the What is Christianity course now and the first session of the How to Live as a Christian course, the follow-up to that, is available and that's all about following Jesus. If you'd like to support the work of Understand the Bible financially, then you can become a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash understandthebible or you can give via direct debit directly on the website, either one-off or a monthly donation. All the links for that will be in the description below. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. I hope that you enjoy, and God bless. Once again today, we're thinking about what the Christian life is all about. What is the Christian life all about? Is it all about keeping the rules? Is it all about keeping the rules? Now that's something which if you went and asked people, um, not that I've done a survey, but I expect if you asked the average person on the street, what is Christianity all about? I'd expect a lot of people would say, well, it's about the Ten Commandments, it's about keeping the rules. Is that what it's all about? Or perhaps do we, do we live as if that's what it's all about? And that's maybe a, a question which is a little bit closer to home. Do we actually live as if uh, Christianity is all about keeping the rules? And we'll be thinking about this as we go through. What is it about? What is the Christian life all about? So just to put this passage into context, um, as you, um, I'm sure you'll recall being here the last, uh, last few weeks, but the, the, the church in Galatia was being uh, thrown into confusion by these um, Judaizers, we might call them, people who were teaching falsely, who wanted the church in Galatia to obey the entire law of Moses. So they were saying, it's not enough just to believe in Jesus, that you need to keep the law of Moses as well. And so they were asking the Gentile believers to keep the law of Moses as well as um, the Jewish believers. And we presume from this passage, I think, that they were making a big thing about being children of Abraham. They said, well, we're the, we're the children of Abraham. We, um, we're descendants of him. So, you know, we are the, the chosen people. Abraham is our father. And, um, and so that's why Paul responds in the way that he does. And he starts out with some very, very strong words, doesn't he? You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Which I think betrays the, the strength of Paul's, Paul's feeling about this. This is how important it was you know, that, that, that he needed to use um, language like this. You know, sometimes people say it's, it's a sin to get angry. And um, you know, most of the time when we're angry, it is wrong, um, very often. But sometimes it's right. And this is what Paul was, was doing. This is when he's, it's right sometimes to use strong words and strong language. He says, 
Uh, before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. So he, he's talking about, you know, in the, at the end of the last week's passage, we looked at how um, he says, if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. So remember, he said, Christ's death, you need Jesus, you need, uh, you need Jesus to have died for your sins. I said, we talked that to you. You know, you saw it. And then he says, look, just tell me one thing. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by believing what you heard? So there's, he steps up this, this contrast, which we're going to come back to again and again all the way through, which is the contrast between the, um, the Spirit and faith and simply what he calls works of the law. You know, just doing what the law requires. And he says right from the beginning, he said the Spirit came by, uh, by belief. So, for example, this is what he says a bit later in, uh, in 1 Thessalonians. You might remember this from when we looked at 1 Thessalonians in church um, not so long ago. It was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. says, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. So when the apostles preached the gospel, it came with the Holy Spirit, it came with power, and we know from the New Testament times, it was often accompanied by sort of miraculous um, demonstrations of God's power. And that's something that he, he, he mentions actually in, uh, in verse 5. Uh, Does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you? So uh, there's this contrast here, saying what's most, what is effective you know, do you see the, the, the amazing things that God does through, um, through the Spirit or through the works of the law, through, uh, through keeping the law? And that's what he goes on to say. He says, um, uh, have you experienced so much in vain? Again, he says, uh, does God give you his Spirit and work miracles among you by works of the law or by believing what you heard? Saying that the Spirit is, is greater than ourselves. The Holy Spirit can do what we can't do. The Holy Spirit can do what is not limited by, by human strength. So when we rely on the Holy Spirit, we're not limited to what human beings can do alone. We're not reliant on our own strength. But when we rely on the law, this is what he says... We rely on our, our flesh. That's the word that he uses, our, ourselves. We rely on our own strength. And he says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. That's a quote taken from um, Genesis. Abraham believed God. So he says, your father Abraham, think about your father Abraham. The people, presumably, who were saying, oh, our father is, is Abraham. Think about him. He believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. That was how it worked all the way back, as far back in, in the Bible as Abraham. So that, that was, you know, Abraham was the father of the Israelites. And, and, and Paul says that that was always God's plan for the people who to be justified by faith by belief in God, by the Holy Spirit. 
He says, understand, those who have faith are children of Abraham. If you're um, a Christian today, if you believe in and trust in the Lord Jesus for salvation, you are a child of Abraham. That's, um, that's the amazing thing, isn't it? That we're all incorporated into God's family by faith, not by, by physical uh, descent. And, and, and so Paul goes on, he says, look, um, God's plan was always to do that as well, to bless all nations through, uh, through Abraham. And this is why he quotes this, this uh, quote again from Genesis. All nations will be blessed through you. And so he says it, it, God always had that plan through Abraham and through Abraham's line to bless all peoples. Not, he wasn't creating a, a, a sort of nation, a physical nation, but a, a spiritual nation. A nation who would belong to him by faith. And you know, we thought a couple of weeks ago about how it is Christ who unites us regardless of whether we're Jew or Gentile or slave or free, male or female, or whichever nation we may be from, whatever. Every distinction is, is nothing in Christ. That we are brought together uh, in Christ. And that's, that's been God's plan from day one. So what's the problem with the law? What's the problem with keeping the law? And that's the question that he he moves on to, to finishing with. He says this, All who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. Uh, as it's written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. And the, the, the operative word there, everything written in the book of the law. And that's why at the start of the service, we, we, when we heard the summary of the law, you remember what the, the summary of the law says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and love your neighbour as yourself. Now, which one of us could say with our hand on our heart that we do those things even, you know, 10% of the time? The emphasis is on all, you know, because we can't do that. That we don't even, we don't even do that a, a small amount of the time, let alone all the time. And Paul says... If you try to keep the law and be justified by keeping the law like that, then you will never be justified. Because all the law does is accuse us. Then we can't do it, all, every law, all the time. This is what um, James says. Uh, here we go. James chapter 2 verse 10 says this. Whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. So if you try to be justified by obeying the law, but you slip up even in just one thing, you failed. And what Paul is saying, of course, is that we're not even like that. You know, we can't even keep most of it. So he says we must rely on faith. Uh, by faith to be righteous. This is why he quotes here, the righteous will live by faith. Again, he says, right back in the Old Testament, this is how God wanted it to be, for us to live by faith, not by um, keeping the law. It is to live by faith. So the problem is that the law is, 
uh, really a code for relying on our own strength, relying on our own efforts to obey. That's the problem with the law, that we uh, rely on ourselves. And Paul says, no, you can't do that. It has to be by faith. It has to be by the Holy Spirit. He's saying that anyone who relies on the law is under God's curse because the law accuses us. But the good thing is that Christ redeemed us. This is in verse 30. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. He took upon himself that curse of our sinfulness. So when Jesus died on the cross, the curse that was, that was mine and the curse that was yours was taken upon himself because we can't keep the law. It accuses us. It accuses us of all of the times when we haven't loved God and haven't loved our neighbour. But Jesus took that, that accusation, took that curse on himself on the cross and redeemed us so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. So that by faith we might come into God's promises and we might inherit the blessings which can only be ours by faith. So we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. We've been given the Holy Spirit. So let's just, as we come to to a, a close here, let's think about what that means for us. Now, I'd just like you to imagine something with me, okay? Imagine that you want to go to London and you're going to travel by train. And imagine you get down to the station there and you're on the platform and there, there are two trains there. Your left hand, your left hand side, your right hand side. And um, they're both the same, same number of carriages, same, same trains, everything's the same, except on one train the engine's broken. It's not working. The other train, the engine is working. Okay, now which one do you choose? Well, you might think, well, that's pretty obvious, isn't it? But, but what Paul is saying is that when we rely on the law, it's like choosing the broken train. Because he says, when we, when we, um, uh, the engine's not working, you'd have to push it yourself, wouldn't you? And believe you me, I mean, I don't think any of us would get anywhere if we had to push a train by ourselves. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to move it an inch. And that's what Paul, say, Paul says that relying on the law is like. You know, there's no power there. We have to rely on ourselves and our own strength, but we can't do it. That's, that's what relying on the law is like. Because we're relying on ourselves and we don't have the strength to do what God requires. But in the other train, on the other side of the platform, the one with the engine working, if you get in that train, you know, your, it's not your effort that gets you to London. It's the engine of the train that gets you to, to your destination. So it is with the Holy Spirit. That when we recognise that we don't have the power and the strength to do things under our own, our own steam, our own strength, then we can rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. And then we can be assured that we will reach our destination. But it's not because of us, but it's because of the Holy Spirit working in us. And we can focus on loving God and loving others because we know that we're not doing it under our own strength, but under God's. And we can pray to him 
He can help us and we can, we can do more than what we, can, what we have the strength to do ourselves. Now the question that I'd just like you to, to think about as we finish is this. Um, you know, which one are you in? If you like, which train are you in? Are you trying to push it by yourself? Or are you relying on the Holy Spirit? And I think it's a good question to ask because, you know, in the Christian life, as, as happened in the Galatians, it's possible to start out in one and then transfer to the other halfway through. And it's very common, I think, unfortunately, in the Christian life to start out, you know, and be ready to serve God, wanting, you know, to do things by the power of the Holy Spirit, and then kind of get bogged down by our own limitations, get bogged down by trying to obey the law and not actually relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. So which, which train are you in? What are you trying to do? That's just a little question that I'd like to leave you with as we come, come to a close. Let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that through Jesus we are redeemed from the curse of the law. And we thank you that uh, you have given us the, the promised Holy Spirit through Christ Jesus. And we pray that you would help us to be people who rely on your strength through the Spirit and not on our own efforts, not on the works of the law, but to rely on your strength working in us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.